0: Hello, this is part of our tax podcast series. I'm Matthew Green, an Associate Director in the Tax Disputes team at Osborne Clark. Uh, Today, I'm joined by Rachel Kuta, the partner who leads our contentious financial services practice. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about how misbehavior in tax matters, whether that's tax avoidance or evasion, can have repercussions for those who work or would like to work In a senior position in the uh, financial services industry, and specifically those who are regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and Prudential Regulation Authority. Uh, Welcome. Hello. Uh, Most listeners uh, will be familiar with HMRC's campaign to clamp down on tax avoidance and evasion. However, what is interesting, I think, is, is whether tax compliance has a moral angle whereby If you do not comply with your tax obligations, uh, you're seen as not being a sufficiently fit and proper person uh, to carry on your profession or trade. Uh, There are many professions governed by professional conduct rules. Uh, We've seen a widening by our own regulator, the SRA, uh, to now include personal behaviour, not just how you practice as a solicitor. Uh, But I thought today we could look at the FCA and other financial regulators as it's important to many of our clients and perhaps symptomatic of changes in this area. Uh, With that in mind, Rachel, uh, could we start with who are regulated by the FCA and what conditions do they impose on individuals who work within uh, the financial services sector?
1: Yes, certainly. So um, both the FCA and the PRA uh, require that senior individuals employed by financial institutions and those individuals who undertake functions within the organisation which would expose the institution or its customers to a risk of significant harm if not performed appropriately, are fit and proper. The concept of fitness and propriety requires individuals to be honest and to act with integrity. It requires them to have the knowledge, skills and experience to perform the role and they have to be financially sound. If the regulator considers that an individual is not fit and proper, then they can ban them from conducting that role, or indeed any other similar role in any other financial institution. In addition, if the individual holds a particularly senior, or what is called a controlled function within the institution, the FCA can also impose fines on the individual personally if they consider that whatever the individual has done amounts to misconduct, behaving in a way that is either dishonest or lacking in integrity can amount to misconduct for these purposes.
0: Yes, and and, and against that background, presumably uh, the FCA has always been alert to anyone committing criminal offenses, which would include tax fraud and evasion. But the FCA is now interested in, in what individuals get up to in their private lives, which is not criminal.
1: Yes, so in order to become what's called an approved person, Um, which is necessary in order to perform a senior role within a financial institution, you have to fill in a really long form. That form asks a number of detailed questions about your fitness and propriety, and it it includes disclosing any criminal records you might have, uh, and that's even if the the criminal offence was a long time ago, say when you were a kid and it's spent, and even if um, you were charged with an offence, but the conviction was actually not obtained. You also have to disclose civil proceedings and administrative investigations, so all of these questions are not restricted to any proceedings or investigations that might have happened um, into the individual in their professional or regulated capacity, but also includes any proceedings or investigations into the individual in their private capacity. The FCA has also started to bring a number of cases against people who are already approved individuals where they consider that they've done something outside their employment uh, that, that, that the FCA thinks shows that the individual was in fact not fit and proper. So, for example, uh, the FCA has banned a couple of individuals recently for criminal behaviour involving sex offences, and an individual for stealing from a non-regulated company of which he was a director. And appreciating that that's behaviour that most people would consider immoral in any event. But there's also been a recent case um, where both the FCA and the PRA sought to ban and fine a particular individual, Mr Forsyth, for what they considered to be a deliberate ploy to reduce his tax liability. Having said that, only just last week, the upper tribunal sided with Mr Forsyth that there was no intention on his part inappropriate to avoid tax and therefore he was not behaving without integrity and the upper tribunal overturned the FCA's and the PRA's decision.
0: Okay, so so the FCA did start from the premise that tax avoidance rather than criminal tax evasion uh, was sufficient to justify banning a regulated person, even if on those facts there were were reasons why he wasn't banned.
1: Yes, that's right. Uh, The overturning of the FCA and PRA's decision against Mr Forsyth was because the upper tribunal didn't agree with the regulators findings on the facts. However, in fact, neither the FCA nor the PRA had previously come to a view on whether the alleged payment of less tax amounted to tax evasion or tax avoidance. Um, From from their perspective, he had reduced his tax liability legally or otherwise, um, and therefore had acted uh, without integrity. It is therefore inevitable that if in fact a director of a regulated business does commit tax evasion, then the FCA would seek to take action. I think it's equally inevitable that if a director of a regulated business committed tax avoidance in circumstances where the FCA considered that that demonstrated a lack of integrity on the part of the individual, the FCA would also seek to take action.
0: Interesting. And and one point that occurs to me uh, in this case is that the case concerned Mr Forsyth in his role as a director of the insurer. But from what you're saying, this could apply to an individual who's doing something uh, similar in his private life. Uh, for example, failing to declare buy-to-let income or engaged in loan charge schemes on a separate business?
1: Yes, you're quite right that the case itself concerned the question of whether Mr Forsyth had deliberately done what he did to reduce his employment income um, and the tax on that. Um, But I've no doubt that the FCA would take the same approach if a regulated individual was deliberately failing to declare other income, such as, as you say, buy-to-let income.
0: Yeah. And another interesting issue from that case is, is that it appears the FCA uh, they weren't simply picking up concluded investigations by HMRC, uh, but were taking their own initiative.
1: That That's also correct. Um, what's slightly bizarre about the case of Mr Forsyth is that neither the FCA nor the PRA appeared to even have spoken to HMRC, uh, let alone the matter having a come about or come to their attention as a result of an HMRC investigation. Indeed, as I said earlier, the FCA didn't even decide whether it came, whether what Mr Forsyth had done was permissible from a tax perspective or not. Uh, Their view was that the very fact that Mr Forsyth had sought to reduce his tax liability amounted to a lack of integrity. Whether the FCA would take the same approach in a future case in the light of the upper tribunals decision remains to be seen, but I do suspect that the FCA would be more cautious. What is clear, though, Is that if HMRC were to investigate a regulated individual and were to come to a view that tax was inappropriately not declared or paid, the FCA would likely question whether that amounted to a lack of honesty or integrity on the relevant individual's part.
0: And and where does this leave the employing business? They aren't the subject of of these investigations, but there must be a business risk here, uh, whether financial or or reputational, if its employees could be banned and fined with all the attendant publicity. I mean, this seems to me to go beyond the business's tax policy and, and, and the banking code to putting businesses at risk for directors and employees' personal affairs.
1: Uh, Agreed. Um, But that's the fundamental premise of the financial services regulatory regime. The regulators want financial institutions to only have the right people at their helm and in areas where there are risks to third parties such as their customers, and in particular consumers. If the business gets it wrong and it suffers from a publicity perspective, then from the regulators perspective, that's just hard lines. Indeed, although it didn't happen in the case of Mr. Forsyth, If individuals do behave in their personal lives in a way in which the FCA disapproves, then the FCA might well seek to say that that was a failure of the firm's systems and controls around, in the first place, employing the individual, and then secondly, ensuring that the individual behaved in a manner the FCA would expect, um, and it could, in those circumstances, seek to discipline the firm itself for that failure. That's not to say that regulated firms are expected to monitor their employees compliance with the law in their personal lives. And um, the FCA doesn't go so far as to say that. But the FCA does expect regulated firms to ask the right questions before they employ individuals and also to ensure that employees are and remain properly educated and trained in respect to their own personal regulated obligations once they're employed.
0: Well, thank you, Rachel. Uh, it's interesting to see uh... FCA flexing their muscles and and requiring regulated individuals not to engage in uh, tax avoidance. Uh, Something for employers to monitor, I would have thought. Uh, That's all we've got time for for now. Uh, I hope you found this uh, podcast interesting. Uh, But for now, goodbye.
1: Goodbye.